You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. It's more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome in. It is the Thursday edition, man. We got a Jam Slam pack show uh, and uh, cannot wait to uh, hear from a number of our guests today coming up here in just a little bit. We'll give you that kind of down the uh, list of guests that will be coming up here shortly. And uh, also congratulations to Team USA last night. Beat Japan and uh, tight defensive battle 3-2. to And uh, also you look at Monica Abbott and uh, Ali Carter dominated the circle with the win and combined 10 strikeouts to beat Japan. So the veteran pitching staff got it done for the Crimson Tide. But uh, we got Matt Coulter in studio. We got uh, also 
Lars Anderson, Charlotte's Webb is in as well. Miss Charlotte there as I see her wagging her tail. She's ready to go. She's hyped up. She is. She is. Uh, <laughs> she is bringing the energy to the show today. That's no the doubt. only puppy I've ever seen make Jay Barker go, oh, he's just a goofy. <laughs> and then you, you, look Jay my, Barker. you look at my arm. 1992 National Championship. Johnny Galinas, so golden arm. He's so cute. You look at my arm. It looks like a tiger has bitten my arm. Uh, <laughs> Charlotte's teeth are so sharp. They, they and, dig into you that age, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Hey, we're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out the Top Golf today. And uh, my camera, I think Lars is totally messing me up, but it's all it's going that way now. So well, yeah, it, it we'll, is we'll my fix bad. It. We'll, we'll fix it in the next segment. All right, uh, a lot uh, happening uh, as far as the Top Golf uh, out there right now with everything happening with the World Games, and a lot of you want to go out there for the weekend, coworkers, family, friends. We call it the bowling of this generation, and it is absolutely outstanding. A ton of fun, great food, great drinks, and a lot of parties and stuff that goes on at Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, uh, Matt, run through our list of guests. We got a ton okay, of coming I up. Actually, I, I mean, I, I seriously, I had to write them down. Yeah. All right, here we go. Chris Walsh, he's here. Will be. He's, he's here. Probably yeah. on, he's probably yeah. online yeah. right now. And we'll go to him uh, here in a second. Nick Sellers from the World Games, 12-15, 12-30. Chris Schmidt, that's your guy. Yeah, he's uh, uh, just one broadcaster of the year in Nebraska, and he covers uh, the Big Ten. And I, I just want to get his perspective on Big Ten expansion. And also, I want to get an outsider's perspective on Nick V. Jimbo. And how does the rest of the country view that? Great guest. Then at 1 o'clock, Casey Smith, that's uh, your buddy from Birmingham Southern, former golf coach, right? He's going to talk right. about the Open. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Tiger's struggling big time. He's yeah. already out of contention. But you know what the big story is? The biggest story coming out of St. Andrews, yeah. JT's pants. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. He's really? got Capri yeah. pants on. Oh, wow. He, he looks kind of silly, to be honest with you. Uh, Gray Robertson, play-by-play man uh, for uh, Alabama softball and did the games last night. Go USA. And then Jim Cavell, our, our friend of many years, will be along at one thirty. And I'll just give you everyone a heads up notice. Uh my eleven year old and four year old grandkids are coming in probably here in a little bit. Eleven year old, give them an iPad, no problem. Four year old, give don't him, tell them with Ella Grace. Give them Charlotte. Give, uh, give uh, Ella Grace Charlotte. Give her know, Charlotte. Uh that's perfect. What a babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, let's go down to Chris Walsh. Uh, he's with Bama Central. They cover all things Crimson Tide. That is BamaCentral.com. He joins us each and every Thursday. He'll be off next Thursday because of SEC Media Days, but uh, we welcome him in. Uh, Chris, how are you doing, my man? I'm good. How's everyone up there? Uh, well, I, I can't really say up there. It's just where everyone is. It most definitely. You don't sound very excited, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. You know, I... I was up late last night. The cobwebs are still kind of shaking loose. I'm, I'm sucking on some coffee, and I know it's a little bit late to be doing this, but uh, uh, I'll, I'm, I'm fine. I'll, I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> right. Well, Chris, what is your um, perspective on the World Games? And just uh, I, I don't know if you've had a chance to attend any events here in Birmingham. Obviously, you're based in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> But uh, just what you're hearing, what you're reading, um, just uh, would you proclaim them a success so far? Uh, and I know they're they're winding up here. I can't believe it. It seems like it's gone really fast. But uh, just your overall um, assessment of, of the World Games in Birmingham. It's funny that you ask me that because one of the reasons why I was up late last night 
was um, we do we we try to make sure that we have some sort of commentary and some sort of video on our site, Bama Central, every single day. And Thursdays um, we move it around. So today it's it's my turn, and the uh, my commentary is actually going to be posting in. 50, 51 minutes. It's coming on at one o'clock, and the headline is "Take a Bow, Birmingham. You've earned it." Um, I, I, I'm very impressed, and I know for a fact that organizers organizers didn't know exactly what to expect, especially since you know the whole thing was delayed a year. Uh, you know the whole busing thing; they're shutting streets down. There were so many questions on how well is this going to go, and between this and the USFL. Um, you've got to be impressed with, with what the city of Birmingham has done. And I mean, there's, it's wherever I've gone out, um, in, in, in Birmingham the last week or so, all I'm hearing about is drones, sumo, um, softball, uh, the fact that Ukraine even made it. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's great. And it makes it, it's, it's a terrific feather in the cap for, for the city that they could pull this off and, it's gone as well as it has. When you looked at all the different sports and events, venues and all that, was there a particular sport that maybe you haven't heard of or one that Chris Walsh was, okay, I want to go see that. Um, well, I'll start with the one that Lars went to and he posted the, uh, the, the tweet about the, uh, what is it like target parachuting? I can't remember it's, what they called it, but uh, canopy um, piloting, canopy piloting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, it, yeah. I posted a, I posted a video and it got pretty amazing traction on Twitter on social media. Yeah, I actually I, I inserted that into my commentary of you know of, there's sports you've probably never heard of kind of thing. It's like check this out. Um, that's nuts. There there is no way I would ever do that. <laughs> and I've done some really crazy yeah. things. Oh, um, yeah, there were some ones that just, I was looking at. It's like I don't even know what that is, and I've been doing this for a living for how long? Uh, just it's it's it, to me that just adds to the appeal. You know, it's 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 not the mainstream stuff that we um, that we see each and every day. And and it's like I mean that's great and all. You know, like if they had like say a tennis competition, that would have been fun to see, and and so forth. But when you see some of these other ones, that it's just like what the heck is that? Um, that's great. I like that to do it. We got Nick Sellers coming up next. And uh, before we get to break, just running through some of the top headlines across the country. New Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark uh, aims to rebrand league and mid-conference realignment, opening uh, upcoming TV deals as well. And uh, Sean Payton could return to coaching in the NFL. Dolphins, Cowboys, Chargers, possible destinations per reports for Sean Payton, the former New Orleans Saints coach. Adam Silver in favor of lowering the NBA age limit from 19 to 18, back to the 18-year-old mark. It's the right thing to do, he says. Kyler Murray contract situation talks to the Cardinals reportedly going through a smooth deal possible by training camp. Also, a really sad story, Oregon tight end Spencer Webb, 22, dies on a cliff diving accident at mm. near, uh, oh, lake, wow. uh, near uh, a lake uh, near Eugene, Oregon. So uh, really sad about that. 22 years old, my gosh, uh, just way, way too young. But uh, – Man, the uh, cliff diving, scary stuff. you got to be so careful. Also, awkward wholesomeness of Nick Saban. I thought it was pretty interesting <laughs> talking did, about. Uh, are you talking about the stripper thing? Yeah, what they did for him <laughs> in Miami, bringing a stripper to his office. He just kind of grabbed her hips and said the hips do lie. He got out. 
<laughs> Real quick, I know, I know we're yeah. going to break, but did that surprise you at all? It surprised either that he did that. No, no. I mean, that's yeah, that's exactly what Nick Saban. Yeah, most definitely. I'd like to say that I would do. I think I'd do the same thing now. Thirty years ago, no. Yeah. Well, see, that's you're getting closer to his age, so maybe that's what it is. It's an age thing. But at that time, he was a little bit younger. Mike Gundy jokes about awkward Big Twelve meetings that he wouldn't let OU in Texas in the meetings. Uh, when it comes to Big That's 12, great. about the secret, I love that. And Phil Mickelson on Tiger Woods, Live Golf, his criticism. He said, I certainly respect his opinion, but couldn't be happier with my decision. So a lot of great uh, storylines out there at national level. We'll dive in with Nick Sellers coming up next. We'll talk more World Games. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sky partially sunny this afternoon, just a small chance of a shower through the evening hours. Today's high 91, tonight's low 71. For tomorrow, hot, a good supply of sunshine. The chance of a shower stays small, the high at 93. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in. To give you a little history, I think it's 2013. They went and watched, and uh, Scott Myers and Edgar Weldon, a number of people, part of the kind of search committee, said, "Hey, this would be a great idea for Birmingham. Let's bring the World Games." 2015, it gets announced. We think, "Hey, you got uh, six years, seven years, really six years." 2021 was the original day. COVID pushed it back to 2022, and uh, and then I think about a year and a half, two years ago, this guy Nick Sellers, uh, who worked for Alabama Power, he was entrusted with uh, getting. Uh, this thing really on board and, and moving in the right direction. And uh, I got to say, everything I've seen, everything I've heard, it has gone off uh, just gangbusters. Uh, everybody's absolutely enjoyed it. It's been a great thing for the city of Birmingham. Infrastructure that's built that will be lasting for a lifetime, at least uh, our lifetimes, at least. So uh, I want to welcome him in. That's Nick Sellers joining us. Uh, he's the guy that's been running it all for the World Games. And uh, what a pleasure to have him on. Good friend of the show as well and a good friend of our family. Nick, great to have you on, my man. Congratulations on the success so far. So far, and a little bit, of, I guess, a little over halfway through it. Thanks, my friend. It's great to be with you, Jay. It's been uh, it's been incredible, man. It really has exceeded expectations, I think, uh, from everybody. Uh, it's been special for our city, as you said. That we've worked very, very hard for this. But look, Birmingham's never put on a show like this in our history, uh, an international show, and. Uh, there's certainly some things that we can continue to improve on, but I feel like we're we're improving every day. Thousands of volunteers are showing up with smiles on their faces and meeting and welcoming people from all over the world. And we're watching some of the coolest sports in the world, man. We're getting attention um, from the international sports community. We had the president of the International Olympic Committee, Thomas Bach, here with us for two days. I personally uh, escorted President Bach around to watch some of the sporting events, and I can tell you he was thoroughly impressed. Nick, what was your greatest concern heading into the World Games, and did that ever manifest itself? 
Um, the greatest concern was our ability to fully staff from a volunteer standpoint and execute at 20 plus venues and 14 venue clusters around the Birmingham area. Um, and early on, you know, we, we had to work some kinks out, um, behind the scenes. Thankfully it was things backstage that frankly, I don't think anybody ever really saw, but we worked really hard internally. We've got a heck of a team. Um, our COO, Jay Caston, our, uh, Will Coleman, our head of operations, um, Sandra Gonzalez, Kathy Boswell, so many, Pam Cook and marketing that really came together and um, and pulled our volunteers together, and we just got better every day. No, we did. We haven't missed a beat. So I think it was our ability to staff these venues to make sure that you know we always worried: Are people going to embrace this? Is the community going to see this as legitimate? Um, these international sports, many of the sports they've never heard of before, and and uh, and I think when they came out and saw just the how world-class the venues look we hired van wagner this is a firm that does the olympics they do the sports presentation for the nfl draft for nba all-star games i mean they are world-class and when you come into these venues and you watch these world-class athletes and you see how beautiful the venues are after day two the buzz was already in the community that this really is a big deal this is really cool stuff and it's some things we may have never seen before and so i think it built our confidence Nick, this is Christopher Walsh, and i got to ask, some of these events, I mean, I've been a sports writer for years and years and years, and some of these I've never heard of, so I'm wondering from a logistical standpoint, what was the one event that you were kind of like, okay, I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're going to do it. What what was the toughest, the, the stage? Gosh, there was a few of them, man. I think the first was, believe it or not, even though it didn't seem like a, it was a big con- a construction build for us, but the details of building the doyo for the sumo competition <laughs> and the specs that it had to be built to this clay doyo, it became the only um, North American regulated uh, to the to the T specs doyo for, for sumo. That was a big one. We built it. We had to make changes to it. The sumo federation, you know, they're very particular about about this, and uh, and we pulled it off. Brassfield and Gorey, Hoare Construction, Hoare Program Management. These guys are just unbelievable. Um, and it was that, building a swoop pond and making sure that it held water out at Barber Motorsports Park for canopy piloting um, was, was a big deal. Um, building the, the uh, speed skating track, believe it or not, um, at Powell Avenue Steam Plant was big. And then finally, if you get out to Sloss Furnaces and you see a sport climbing wall and the parkour obstacle course that we had to build, um, those are just a few. One last one, guys. We got the inline hockey, which is just like ice hockey, just on rollerblades at Bill Battle Coliseum. We had our team and a team of volunteers working literally throughout the night to help put that that um, entire venue together, and then we had to change it out uh, for a totally different event two days later. It was just unbelievable. Some people were sleeping three, two or three hours. Um, and working through it with adrenaline. It was just impressive to see. Nick, it's Matt Coulter. Just a, a hearty congratulations and, and a thanks to what you've done. It, it's just been so popular and, and so well handled. Uh, it's overwhelming. Uh, I, I have an odd question, I think, for you. How do you feed these athletes? I mean, they're from all over the world. Do they all eat cheeseburgers? <laughs> 
It's a great, great question, man, and it, we've learned a lot. And the answer is no. Some of them have, um, like uh, the Egyptian karate team. We have so many stories we can write a book when this is over. They came in early to Birmingham Southern. Our two athlete villages were at UAB and Birmingham Southern. The Egyptian karate team comes in a day earlier than expected. Obviously, we're going to accommodate them, but it's on a Sunday. Almost everything is closed, and they have a halal diet, so it's a very special diet. Our CFO jumps in a 15-passenger van, picks these guys up, finds a restaurant, gets them their special diet needs that they had before the the, uh, uh, actual food services began in the dormitory. Just That's just one example, but... We've got really good teams. UAB, their dining services are just world-class, and they have stepped up and treated these athletes like it is a true Olympic village. We're giving them, uh, there's a tattoo parlor on site, musicians, yoga. We give them haircuts. I'm not. It's just been unbelievable. And Birmingham Southern is the same way. I mean, they've really stepped up. Their dining services have been fantastic to work with. Um, feeding the volunteers now has been a um, whole different story. But guys, because of this this security rating from Homeland Security, the FDA is involved in literally everything that is prepared. You have to have someone from the FDA in there checking the temperature when it's prepared and the temperature when it's delivered. So it's been very difficult to get food vendors to say, guys, we can't do this for 10 days. We can't have the FDA, you know, in our in our kitchen for, for 10 days and take care of the rest of our customers. We found an organization called Mercy Meals. They're a disaster recovery service. They've just been awesome to work with, and they have, uh, they're have they a nonprofit, and they have fed thousands and thousands of meals for our volunteers and done a great job. That's awesome. <clears throat> Nick Seller, CEO of the World Games, and uh, rumor has it you had your parachute pants out in breakdancing contests. <laughs> I couldn't fit in anymore, Jay. Uh, you know, it's a right. different life since the '80s. But um, look, breakdancing—they call it breaking—was one of the tremendous highlights so far of these games out at uh, Sloss Furnace, and it was inside the old furnace. Um, it has become so popular. You know, the Olympics have taken a lot of scrutiny because of the billions of dollars that these cities pay for new infrastructure. And one of the things that the International Olympic Committee is looking to do is to have cities utilize their existing venues and really make it special for the venues. It is getting rave reviews from the Olympics because Breakin will be in the Paris Olympics and how cool it was for us to, to do it in the old false furnaces. It was a packed house. I think the fans really enjoyed the experience, and we're doing that all over town. Great stuff. Nick, yeah, just real quick. Um, the volunteers have been amazing. H- how many uh, have there been, and in uh, what? Uh, I, I don't know how to exactly ask this, but what enticement did you uh, have to offer to to get these get so many people? Uh, I know in the first few days to you know stand in a hundred and two degree heat uh, at different venues, but uh, everywhere I've been and everyone I've talked to have just been uh, so pleasantly almost surprised uh, by the, the work of the volunteers and the sheer number of volunteers. We're at over 3,200 guys as of last count, which is just simply amazing, really. And, and, and they're showing up, um, and they have smiles on their faces. As you say, they're working through the, the weather and, and the heat and humidity. Um, and 
at the last minute, we've had to move folks around to be drivers for the international committee or drivers for athletes to take them to, for anti-doping, whatever it may be, where we've had needs at the last minute. Our volunteers have stepped up. When we had the storm come through the other night, I was getting photos and video of our volunteers who literally overnight put the softball wall back up, the outfield wall back up in place for the first round of preliminaries of, of softball at the Hoover Met. Uh, they worked through the night in the rain. I, I just think that, that um, the spirit of, of Birmingham right now is we really are starting to have some self-confidence and we want to show the world that, that our city is coming of age. And I think we wanted to prove that we can do something big. Um, and so the enticement was we gave them some tickets to events. We gave them some swag. They all get to parade in. And this is pretty cool. They get to parade in with the athletes in closing ceremony. And that's going to be just an incredible event. There's still tickets left, guys, at Protective Stadium on July the 17th. From, from Randy Owen in Alabama to our American Idols to Jamie Johnson and Blind Boys of Alabama, Pastor Mike Jay, and then Lionel Richie, it's going to be kind of like a serenading love song to these athletes and their and their athletic feats over the past 10 days of competition. A really neat send-off for these World Games. And, and the volunteers get to parade in and be a part of that moment with the athletes, and I think they're all looking forward to it. You're going to take a vacation after this? <laughs> Well, first, uh, we, we're going to make sure everything's wrapped up and handle our business and, right. and uh, sure our partners get paid. But absolutely, Julie and I celebrated our anniversary, our 25th. Uh, she's volunteering. I didn't get to see her until that night, and I'm working away. So we're going to get away for a little bit and hopefully get in the sun and a beach and no phone. Congrats, my man. Congrats and uh, awesome job on the World Games. I know it's been a, uh, a labor of love for you and uh, when you got involved, what I guess, right at two years ago. And um, – Man, just push this thing forward over the finish line. Thank you for what you've done for our city, the uh, outstanding job, and I know for the athletes, they're appreciative as well. But thanks for what you've done for Birmingham. I'm really proud of our community. I'm proud of our, our people, our volunteers. We're stepping up. Uh, Birmingham should be proud of itself right now. I feel like we're, we're playing downhill, guys. we got the wind at our back. And I appreciate you guys so much. Awesome. Definitely. Nick, thank you. All right. Have a great day. He is the CEO of World Games. Nick Sellers joining us here on the Jay Barker Show. we got a special guest coming up next. Yeah, Chris Schmidt uh, from Hell Varsity Radio in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, going to talk uh, all things Big Ten expansion, what it means to the SEC, and also want to get uh, an outsider's take on Nick Saban versus Jimbo Fisher. And uh, Chris was just named the uh, Sportscaster of the Year, uh, chosen by his peers in the state of Nebraska. Very uh, big honor. Awesome stuff. All right, stay with us. We're live from ABX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the ABX studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX 
technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Well, I started out down a dirty All right, welcome back in on this Thursday edition, and uh, thanks to Nick Sellers joining us, our first, uh, first guest here in the uh, um, uh, opening hour and our first hour, and uh, talking about the World Games and the impact that it's made on Birmingham, Alabama, the state of Alabama, our region, and it continues 
through the 17th. But uh, right now we got a special guest, a lot of expansion, a lot of things happening across college uh, football, the transfer portal, NIL, you name it. It's uh, The landscape has definitely changed. And Lars, it will let you uh, bring our next guest in. Yeah, our next guest is uh, Chris Schmidt, a good personal friend of mine, a broadcaster from uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, has been covering the Big Ten for many years, uh, hosts uh, Hell Varsity Radio, and even does a news show in the morning. Uh, He's a a machine, and uh, not surprisingly, he was just named Sportscaster of the Year uh, in the state of Nebraska uh, by his peers. And and Chris, I'm so proud of you. Uh, It's very well-deserved. But... Before we sort of get into expansion of the Big Ten and and what it all means, I want to get your analysis, your assessment of Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher, and their their sort of their spat. And uh, I, I know it's somewhat old news, but it, it it's kind of become new news because. Uh, one of our uh, colleagues, uh, Paul Feinbaum, just signed a big book deal and uh, and a movie deal. It's going to be based on uh, this issue of Nick Saban against uh, 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 Jimbo Fisher. Who do you think has come out looking better? I mean, we're we're in the bubble here in Birmingham, right? So we have no perspective. <laughs> so I, I want to get your your take on it, Chris. Lars, thanks for having me on. Great to, to join you again. My question is, who's playing Paul in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> who's going to play Paul? Who's going to play Good Nick? Question. Who's going to play Jimbo? Uh, no, I, you know, I, I can appreciate the, the, the bubble in Birmingham. It, it kind of comes down to two things for me uh, with this spat. And... Coach Saban, I, I really, really respect, and I think he's incredible. And Jimbo Fisher's really, really good as well. But when I talk to folks about it up here, they could see and justify Jimbo's response. They, they completely understand with uh, some of the shots that were taken or at least perceived to be taken by, by Saban towards NIL and – where the comments were made, why the comments were made. I mean, all of it was, you know, a a word is out to the Bama boosters, right? Uh, This will affect our run, air quote, our, and uh, you need to to, to rally the troops. So we're competitive in NIL compared to what A&M's doing. But it just looked uh, really kind of petty and, uh, and, uh, Poor sport-ish, uh, if if that's how you want to term it, because Saban's been incredible. Uh, he's continuing to win. It doesn't matter if he loses a coordinator or a first-rounder. He's in the playoff again the next year. Uh, but the way he went about it was um, and probably in a moment of frustration, but message was, was uh, loud and received, I would assume, by the Bama Booster crew. And, uh, and Jimbo was, was tired of it, and, uh, and Jimbo went off. He didn't go over the line of accusing Alabama of any wrongdoing or past wrongdoing with the NCAA, but he got right up to the line. So I thought it was incredibly entertaining, and uh, I, I can't wait for SEC Media Days next week. <laughs> hey, <clears throat> it's Chris Walsh, and uh, thanks for being here. I I, I want to ask you, Lou, I, I'm going to turn this into the uh, conference realignment thing. It's cause okay, sure. Uh, are you kind of shaking your head over the fact that 
the closest two schools to USC and UCLA is Nebraska. <laughs> I love California in December. Um, I, I'm, no, I'm just, uh, <laughs> I, I am, but you know, Nebraska was the outpost for the last decade. I mean, a little bit further west of Iowa, but it's just a whole new world. And what seemed normal, Chris, a long time ago, died. There's no more Nebraska, Oklahoma on the day after Thanksgiving. There's no, no, there's no more Nebraska playing a, a Texas school or Texas coming to Memorial Stadium. It's not Missouri. It's, I mean, Big 8's dead. Uh, Big 12's dead. It's now the Big Ten, and you got to kind of roll with the punches. Uh, I'm pleasantly shocked Commissioner Warren pulled this off, but good. Uh, Nebraska and the Big Ten had to, to figure out a way to counter the SEC grabbing uh, Texas and Oklahoma. This was a major grab, and the Big Ten is sticking true to, uh, aside from Nebraska, their 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 latest additions, their uh, – their TV market. So when you look at Rutgers and you uh, and their proximity to New York, you look at Maryland and their proximity to DC. Now you get the the, the number two uh, TV market in Los Angeles, and there's always been a, a tie with the Big Ten and the and the Pac-10 or Pac-12 with the Rose Bowl. Well, go take the two uh, biggest and best that'll do it for you. And uh, they're bringing brand and value. They're gonna they're gonna make that TV deal even more valuable uh, when they come into the league here in a couple of years. So uh, if it's better to to be proactive than than stagnant on it, and I thought it was two really good additions, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see Nebraska UCLA a good history uh, between those two programs. I uh, wasn't uh, it was man almost 15, 16 years ago, but. USC came to Lincoln for a Saturday night game during the Pete Carroll era, and it was just electric to be able to cover that game. So uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm really thankful to have two pretty big time brands that that presumably Nebraska will see more often than not. I, I got to ask real quick because I grew up in Minnesota, so I, I was in Big Ten country, and back then it was all Ohio State, Michigan. And right. now there's Penn State, and now there's Nebraska. And now you know. Now we've got this. What do you think the competitive balance is going to be? Well, balance isn't a good word, but what do you think from a competition standpoint this is going to do to that conference? Well, I think the opportunity is there for USC to be a, a, another playoff option. You saw Michigan as the playoff option this year. It's been Ohio State. The D'Antoni era, uh, era had – Michigan State breakthrough and get to a playoff, right? So if you're going to expand the playoffs, you're going to need more choices than just Michigan and Ohio State, theoretically. Penn State's been close. I don't know if they're close again or not, right? I mean, they had a couple of years there where they were right there against Ohio State. They actually beat Ohio State. But I think USC will need to get right on the lines of scrimmage. And they have been, they were really physical during the Carroll era. I referenced that already, but uh, they need to get back there again when they transition into the big 10. And uh, they've always had to pick quarterbacks out in the West coast. I mean, there's so many talented quarterbacks. You get that quarterback right in the lines of scrimmage Phoenix fixed. USC has got a great history of offensive and defensive line play. They get back to what they're, they're used to being, They'll be fine in the Big Ten. I don't know about USC or UCLA. Excuse me. Uh, they've always seemed to underachieve 
uh, eight and four uh, during the Mora era. Uh, we'll see if Kelly can follow up eight and four. But man, they put a lot of guys into the NFL. So uh, they they have the talent there. They've just needed uh, the coach, and they've not had that since the Donahue era. So I, I think if the right guys are in place, and I, I assume Lincoln Riley is and Chip Kelly is, uh, they should be okay. Uh, but they need to take a look at Nebraska uh, when it comes to transition because Nebraska was not ready and uh, not not ready, and it's still been trying to find their footing transitioning into the league. They were better uh, with the Palladi era transferring in or transitioning in, but it's been uh, it's been a slap in the face repeatedly uh, when Frost took over. So he's trying to get that figured out. Talking with Chris Schmidt, uh, Hale Varsity Radio in Lincoln, Nebraska, covers the Big Ten. Uh, Chris, the the golden goose still running around out there is Notre Dame. Uh, do you think Notre Dame ultimately ends up in the Big Ten? And then a follow-up to that is, do you think we are headed toward two mega conferences? And that's what Kirk, Kirk Herbstreet suggested uh, about a week ago, that uh, basically it's going to be the Big Ten and the SEC have maybe 25 teams in each, and then you kind of devise a NFL-like playoff system from there. Do you think that's where we're heading? But first, Notre Dame, and then uh, are we going to uh, two conferences? You know, what what's it going to take to get Notre Dame? They're about the only school that can can leave money on the table, right? Because of just what Notre Dame is. Uh, I don't think they will. Uh, they're concerned about path to the playoff. Are they going to have a, a reserved section, Lars, just for Notre Dame if they stay independent? I don't think so because uh, if you say no to the SEC and you say no to the, the Big Ten, well, uh, how much longer is the ACC going to be around uh, to have a schedule? Because the rest of the schedule is made up of a lot of Big Ten teams. So eventually, I think, push comes to shove, uh, Notre Dame will have to join a league just for that path to the playoff. Uh, Big Ten makes the most sense geographically, uh, completely. And I'm just wondering if Notre Dame will have someone uh, bend the rules for them so they can still stay somewhat elite. And, and that means absorb the the NBC deal with a, with a bigger deal. Um, and you guys tell me this. Do you, do you anticipate, Lars, I'll ask you, and then I'll answer your question about the two power leagues. Do you anticipate the SEC making more moves? I mean, are they going to go after and, and get the best of the best from the ACC, a Clemson, a Florida State, a Miami? Do you think that happens? Is that the next move uh, down where you guys are at? Because once that happens, then it makes it real easy for Notre Dame to choose either the SEC or the, or the Big Ten. Yeah, there's going to be a counter move made by the SEC. No, no question about it. Uh, it remains to be seen which teams they target, but uh, it, it will happen. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think Notre Dame's just waiting to uh, to, to not be the, the first out the door. They, they don't have exit fees they're owed in football, but they do for all their Olympic sports. So once the, the league is no longer the league they join, then they're free to make a move. Uh, so Notre Dame, yeah, I think the Big Ten's going really hard after them. Um, I'd be interested to, to see how closely Notre Dame listens to the SEC, if if that's a thing. Uh, but I don't think the, the Irish want any part of the SEC week to week. 
Uh, yeah, two super conferences, and I think he'll he'll have a third, Lars. I think he'll have a third league. That's kind of a this is awful, but just the leftovers. Uh, what's your what's what's remaining in the Big Ten? What's remaining in the uh, the Pac-12 and Big 12 and and ACC? I think you could have some sort of third conglomerate, but the the TV sets and the needle movers from a playoff standpoint are going to be in the SEC and, and in the Big Ten. So you'll get to two, and uh, it's nice to be part of that club uh if you're if you're nebraska recently you've not played well and you're uh, able to get in a decade ago anyway and by the end of the decade you'll be uh, getting a 100 million dollar plus paycheck because of your tv deal and remember coach osbert that's <laughs> what i'll say because he was the one who who got you into the big Ten. yes uh long live t.o uh, the only autograph I have, uh, Chris Schmidt. Thank you so much for joining us uh, <laughs> from Hell, Hell, Hell Varsity Radio, uh, Sportscaster of the Year in Nebraska, and uh, look forward to be on on your show later on today. Thank you, Chris. Lars, appreciate you guys. Thanks. All right, Chris Schmidt. Chris joining us, uh, and uh, what a great honor uh, for him. What he won, and I know you guys have been friends for a long time. Great stuff. All right, uh, we'll continue on the other side. Stay with us. We're live. From AVX, 1 o'clock hour, Casey Smith's going to join us. You hear him a lot on Gary Harris' show down in Tuscaloosa. We'll talk the British Open, get his take on that. And at the bottom of the hour, next hour, we got Jim Cavell with Influencer. But, man, he's got a great take on all things when it comes to college athletics, the promotional side of it when it comes to social media, but more importantly, what's happening with NIL on the portal. We'll get his take on that for 30 minutes right here live in the studio. So stay with us. We'll be back and finish up hour number one. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon, just a small chance of a shower through the evening hours. Today's high 91, tonight's low 71. For tomorrow, hot, a good supply of sunshine. The chance of a shower stays small, the high at 93. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in as we wrap up hour number one here on this Thursday edition. And again, our thanks to uh, Nick Sellers and also Chris Smith joining us, uh, talking on the World Games. Also, some Big Ten football. Where's the expansion going to take us? And that's been the big storylines around college athletics. And uh, and I heard Jim Beheim make the comment the other day. He said they asked him about it from a basketball perspective. He said, look, football rules. They make the decisions. We just follow. That's where the money is being made. So, but uh, pretty interesting to get his comments uh, uh, about it and uh, kind of his take on all this. Chris, uh, in about 45 seconds or less, give us your analysis of the signing of Dylan Lonergan, uh, quarterback uh, from Georgia that uh, is the most recent commit to Alabama's class of 2023. 
They're very high on him. It, it's, um, I know a lot of people are going to look at this and say, oh, this is the second quarterback that they're kind of bringing in. No, it's, it's, they've been high on this guy from, from day one. They really like his tools. They think he's got a really promising future. And, you know, people forget Alabama's only had three quarterbacks on the roster now for a couple of years. So this is a very big move. Jay, I don't think we've gotten your sort of deep take on it. Yeah, I, th- I think the biggest thing about him, great athlete, great baseball player. He may be a first-round draft pick, so he may not ever end up he, at Alabama. He's already throwing, what, 97, 96, yeah. somewhere yeah. in there? Yeah, but he, he's going to try and play both, isn't he? I think yeah. so, yeah. But if he gets drafted in the first round, high enough, you never know what's, what's right. So maybe selling off into the, into the sunset. But uh, very talented, can be a dual-threat guy, can run, can pass, make all the throws, really smooth action. Uh, and what he does. So I, I think Alabama got a great get. They can keep him uh, and, and stay and play football and baseball. Be a great uh, thing for that quarterback. Group. All right, wait to get the break. We'll come back. Hour number two coming up next. Casey Smith going to be joining us. We'll talk British Open at the bottom of the hour. Jim Cabell. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
1-800-227-8569. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner. and You'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome back in Thursday edition, hour number two. And uh, we got a special guest joining us now. We're going to talk British Open uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour. Jim Cavell will be with us as well. And we'll talk with him about a number of things in college football, from what they're doing with uh, Influencer and uh, with NIL, with uh, the transfer portal. But more importantly, uh, just, uh, he is in contact with pretty much uh, every AD head coach all across the nation. So look forward to visiting with him. Casey Smith now joining us, former golf, uh, college golf coach, Callaway rep for many years, and has, has deep ties on the tour level with players, coaches, and caddies. And uh, he's also on the Gary Harris Show a lot uh, down in T-Town on our flagship station, Tide 100.9 FM. Let's welcome in Casey Smith. Casey, how are you, my man? Doing great, Jay. Thanks, and yourself? Man, doing well, doing well. Just trying to find a little bit of weather here in Birmingham. Got a little rain coming in and out, uh, but that's part of the summer heat summer weather but uh number one great to see you the other day and uh also uh wanted to get you on to talk about uh, the british open and just kind of your take on let's start with live golf and just your perspective i mean is this a good thing for uh golf in general and uh, just kind of the pga's take on it yeah great to see you as well uh as always yeah so you know the live take even though i, I love I, i'm a pga tour person and love the pga tour and keep up with it, watch it every week, you know, as a, uh, capitalist, you know, it's, you can't, you can't fault the guys for going over and, and doing this. Some of them at a stage in their career where they're probably done, uh, winning and there's never been, you know, golf is the only professional sport where there's not guaranteed money involved. And, and some of this I think comes about from, uh, how the PGA Tour is operated. The PGA Tour is a 5013C, and so they they've been shielded from some tax exempt status. And and they and you know credit the PGA Tour that they provide more dollars uh, to charity yearly than all of the major sports combined. So that is the probably the best thing that they do. And you know they have given these guys a chance to. Uh, they've given the, these guys that are going the platform to go, but the PGA Tour, um, knowing this from the inside, the PGA Tour declined meetings with the Live, who was wanting to work along with them. Um, I'm not a Greg Norman fan at all. I think it's on record for most people know that he's a little bit of an egomaniac. But um, you know, the PGA Tour at first it was about morals. There was all this morality going on out there, and then the PGA Tour really didn't want everyone to know that their sponsors are doing $40 billion plus in business with Saudi Arabia. Um, and so that really goes out the window. And then you're then, then when you go into uh, not wanting to meet with them to even collaborate to see what's going on, the, the live tour went on with their business and offering guys money. I think the, the hang up here, which will, which will get to court and it already has a little bit is, in some, in some antitrust case, are, are those guys independent contractors or not? And 
the, the guys on the PGA tour have been treated like independent contractors forever by the tour. Um, they pay their own expenses. They pay their own benefits Their caddies don't even get benefits. They, the PGA tour does a phenomenal job better than anyone in sports with charity and pension. So their pensions are, so are incredible, but, um, you know, the, the PGA tour is treated them like independent contractors. So, it's really hard. And in the past, the PGA Tour has given the players three outs every year and, and waivers to play events. And, and they've, there's been an event in Saudi Arabia all these years. So, um, you know, it's not a popular topic at all for some people. It's a little touchy because of who it is. And I understand that. But these guys, um, you know, Greg Norman or uh, Nick Faldo is building a golf course there. Jack Nicholas has a golf course under his design company opening there. Uh, and you don't hear really anything about this. And, and Phil went a little bit stepped off the edge, but, but what he, um, what he said now is all really true. So the PGA tour had a chance for two years to be proactive. They should have been signing these guys to contracts. If they would have just been giving these guys contracts, they would have protected their best interest. Uh, you know, the PGA tour has, PGA Tour China, where they have 14 mini tour events, and the HSBC, a tournament there. Uh, I don't think human rights are any better in China. We know that than Saudi Arabia. Nothing's really said about that. And they have they have PGA Tour Latin America, PGA Tour Canada, and Corn Ferry Tour. And those guys are going out and earning a card, and a lot of them going into debt to make ends meet, which you would think the PGA Tour would – if they just did a little bit for those guys, they would also protect their interests. So I think you're going to see some great changes for the PGA Tour coming where you're going to you're going to have guys. There's a lot of talent at the college level now. And so you're going to see them giving more cards and more uh, ways to earn your way to the PGA Tour through college, uh, direct routes again back from Q school. But, you know, at the end of the day, if they're not independent contractors or if they are independent contractors they should be able to play where they want and that's how they've been treated so i don't really have any fault to them the 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 issue with the live if it's going to be successful they're going to have to get a official world golf ranking points or the guys that are going over there to play are not going to be able to play in the majors the ones that haven't won majors with exemptions so that's really where it's at i hope that as a golf fan i think that this championship, the Masters, golf fans really don't care what the purses are and, and, and what's going on. They, they love when all of the best players are playing together uh, on the same stage, and that's what, that's what it's about. No one can tell you the Masters, what the purse is. It's just the Masters, and people remember who, who wins, and they don't remember what they made. The same for the Open Championship, and it's been great this week for a little bit of a unifying uh, force at the Open Championship, but you know the live's going to pick back up in a couple of weeks, and it's not going away. Um, the 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 only way for them to get official World Golf Ranking points technically is to have to play have seventy two players in the field, and really you're supposed to play seventy two holes, and they only play fifty four holes, um, and that's the the live Roman numeral. So there's a lot to say on that topic, but uh, I don't blame them. I don't fault them. I mean, they're they're going to do what's best for their family, and some of them truly have kids and young kids and they want to see their kids more and you know the lives paying for the caddies benefits or paying for the caddies expenses they're flying them all over they're really doing 
right by the players and caddies. Um, and so hopefully in the end, there is some type of uh, workout to where they can all play in some certain events. And uh, the, the golf, you know, the, the way golf is, it's changed for sure. And we'll only change more going forward. But I, I think it, once this works out and some of these talented guys coming from college, I mean, for instance, a guy like Robbie Shelton that played at Alabama, won recently on the Corn Ferry Tour, all he's missing it starts from winning on the tour. And so the more guys like that that get starts, uh, the guy that just left Oklahoma, Chris Goddard, up, he's finished top five twice already on tour events. The more guys like that that get starts, you're going to start seeing those names, and they're going to replace guys on the tour. And I think the tour is going to make it more competitive and churn out the back end of their sort of veterans and journeymen. Uh, so long-winded answer. Uh, I don't think it's probably great for golf immediately. I think long-term it will probably help uh, increase the talent level of golf because there, there are a lot of talented golfers that we just don't, you don't know the names of. We're talking with Casey Smith, the uh, women's golf coach at Birmingham Southern. Uh, Casey, former. I want to shift gears <laughs> to the – oh, excuse me, former former uh, uh, head golf coach at, at Birmingham Southern. My apologies for that. I want to shift gears to uh, the British Open. And, uh, you know, all eyes, uh, as always, are on Tiger Woods. And, and uh, Tiger, in the days leading up to the event, he, he, uh, he played a lot of practice holes over there at St. Andrews. Um, he, and, you know, he was, I thought he gave a very candid press conference and saying, you know, physically, I'm really not going to get that much better. And then, man, he comes out. Uh, uh, he was a, in a he had a later tea time today, and the winds really picked up. Uh, and he he drew a bad card here, no question about it. But through twelve holes, he's five over right now. The last I looked, and uh, in I think he's already in danger of, of not making the cut. Um, and you know he had some bad luck. I, I think it was the second hole he hit into a divot, and then first, first hole, water. first tee shot. Oh yeah, first, first uh, goal. Yeah, sorry. First, first hit it goal, into yeah. a divot. Hit a great, great shot off the tee and hit, and hit it into a divot. And so, what what can we take away from from Tiger's struggles here? Anything or I mean, we all. Those of us who are golf can, golf fans, and I am certainly diehard, and I, I, I love I love it when Tiger is in contention. It just seems to inject the event with more energy and enthusiasm. Are the days of Tiger ever like coming back and and, and playing, you know, a meaningful round on on Sunday? Uh, are they over? No, I don't think so at all. I think this is, you know, you heard him say he was lucky to play in the Masters. He made the cut, and um, and then he played. He didn't play in the U.S. Open to preserve his leg, but he was like six weeks from being able to really even walk. The hardest golf course to walk on the planet truly is Augusta national. And he, he made the cut on one leg. He um, then makes the cut at Southern Hills for the PGA in Utah. And, you know, I really, I mean, it's just golf. We've all had a bad hole to start. He hits a beautiful tee shot on one and it goes into a divot. Uh, he, it, it caused it really he caused him to hit it into the, to the, to the hazard. And, that's a, a tough way to start. I think that he is going to win again. It's where it's just where I think he's going to really get as strong as he can. And he's probably, like you said, learning a lot. This is a learning situation for him of how to get 
better uh, without playing and, and without going through the, the normal ways that he's been uh, used to preparing for events. So I think in the future, you're going to see he's, he's too, too big of a determined guy. Uh, that I, he answered quickly. They asked him if he was going to retire. To me, retire, no. Uh, I think you're going to see him change his schedule, play some events he's never played before. I think you're going like Hilton Head that's flat, so a lot of places that are flat and easy walks. And I think you're going to see him hone in his short game. Right now, uh, the the thing that he he was the you know arguably the best iron player potentially still is on planet Earth, uh, but his short game also was so timely and he never missed the majors and. He finished last in short game stats at the Masters. He finished last in short game stats at the PGA. His short games killed him here. Um, he's going to, I think, you know, he's going to go back. That's something he really can control a little bit more of. He can practice more of that. So, uh, you know, the guy's lucky to be playing. I think it's great to see him. I'm a huge fan as well. I think that uh, he's still got some magic, and I think he's going to win again. A major, I don't know. This was a really good chance for him to get off to a bad start. Uh, did get a bad draw, but it's golf, and it can happen to anyone. Uh, he's, there's a lot of people on that leaderboard that have had a lot of success recently that he's he's beating now. So uh, I think I still think next year is really the year. This is just a bonus year for him, and he's going to get stronger. He's going to he's going to uh, and, and get sharper with a short game. So I, I think best is yet to come. Still, again. All right, my man. Hey, thanks for your time. Great stuff. And uh, I know we want to get you back on talking more golf uh, in the future. But uh, we're running short on time. we got our next guest coming up. And uh, we'll be talking uh, with him about Alabama's – or Alabama. USA's big win uh, last night and the uh, World Games. Man, great to have you on. Thanks for being with thanks, us. Thanks, Jay. Thanks. All right, brother. Take care. Thank you. All right, that's Casey Smith, and, uh, former uh, college softball coach. Worked with Callaway Golf for many years, but he's so connected to the players, the caddies, and a lot of people involved in the PGA. I wanted to get him on to kind of get his take on all things happening with Liv and uh, so much more that's been happening uh, over the last uh, few months and years as we see the growth of this uh, this phenomenon uh, when it comes to Liv and Shocker, PGA. Shocker, it's going to be litigation, Jay. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. All right, uh, we've got Gray Robertson uh, coming up uh, and uh, look forward to visiting with him coming up on the other side. Stay with us. We'll be back live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sky partially sunny this afternoon, just a small chance of a shower through the evening hours. Today's high 91, tonight's low 71. For tomorrow, hot, a good supply of sunshine. The chance of a shower stays small, the high at 93. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. USA gets it done, 3-2, and a gold medal win 
for the United States, and uh, Gray Robertson on to talk about that and uh, the coverage of that, as well as uh, all the things that he does uh, surrounding uh, golf uh, in the SEC. He's been doing it for a while for the Crimson Tide and a number of other teams that he's watched and a lot of the players that uh, that participated uh, in this particular series. But, uh, Gray, first of all, great to have you on. Gray used to be an intern. And his mom would bring in, or he would bring in biscuits and all types of stuff for our morning show uh, when he we were there on Jocks and myself, Tony. Yeah, he needs and to meet Alex. Alex. Uh, yeah, he and, needs to meet Alex. And, and, and Alex had to do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, we knew from early on that he was going to be a tremendous success. Great, great to have you on. Yeah, thank you. And, and thanks for the reminder about the sandwiches. Gosh, those were good. I always love to sneak a couple for myself, too. <laughs> well, tell us about just this experience. What's it been like? watching uh, the, the girls making uh, the commentary and just everything that surrounds this World Games, USA, how different is it than anything else you've ever covered? It was so much fun, and especially, I think, to watch how the city of Birmingham, the state of Alabama, really embraced international softball because we know, of course, the crowds at Rhodes are phenomenal for Alabama regular season games for the SEC tournament that we had a few years ago. The crowds at Auburn have been pretty strong as well over the years. But to see people show up to watch Team USA was really great. And the crowds were awesome for the USA games the first couple nights. Last night, I believe the estimated number was over 8,000, which is incredible for a Wednesday where first pitch was at 8.10 local time. So the the crowd was phenomenal. And, you know, the games, they're so fast-paced at the international level. Uh, the, the quality of play is so darn high. It was just, it was so much fun to get to watch all the storylines play out throughout the week. I'm being a homer here, but um, were you surprised Montana Fouts? And I'm not being critical. I just wonder where Fouts was. She she pitched the one game that I know of. Well, she threw twice. She threw the one in the semifinals okay. and then appeared in uh, group play against Italy. But, you know, when you get into the gold medal game, it's, it's, a lot of it is experience-based. And so you've got Monica Abbott, who would probably be on most softball people's Mount Rushmore pitchers ever. And then Ali Carta, who has a ton of experience with Team USA. She's been a part of the organization since 2016. She had pitched a lot in Japan, so she knew a lot of the game plan things that she would need to get out some of the Japanese hitters that she was facing in relief. Uh, so, you know, Montana had a fantastic world game. It was actually some of the best pitching I think she's done all year. She looked phenomenal. But Team USA went with the experience in, in the gold medal game, and it worked out. Yeah, and, and Montana was actually warming up in the championship game. She came pretty close to coming in. So, um, But I want to ask you about just the overall level of competition. And Montana, like you said, she, she looked very good. And I think something has kind of clicked with her, but – just in your opinion, how much do you think being around that kind of environment and working with all those, the, the pitchers and the coaches and, and so forth, is going to help her going into her senior year? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's going to to be such an invaluable experience for her. I mean, you've got, again, legend, Monica Abbott that you can learn from. She has seen it all. She has pitched at the highest level for so many years. She's turning 37 next week and has been at the top of her game for two decades. And then you've got, you know, an Ali Carter. You've got four coaches who've all been at the highest level at the collegiate game and now have 
done that at the international level. They've found success. They've won a gold medal. Uh, there are so many things that she'll be able to take away and bring back to Alabama this year. And, you know, just to, to hear uh, the people that have chatted with her, I haven't had a chance to talk with Montana um, since the World Games started, but people have said that, that she is just soaking it all in. And there will be things that we'll see from her this season that she learned from this week with Team USA. And uh, just some stats uh, on Montana that our, our producer, Josh Smith, sent along. Uh, she struck out 13 of 15 batters faced in five innings of work, uh, three innings and eight strikeouts in the first game. Are, are, are you seeing anything different? Did you see anything different in, in her uh, performances in the world games? Uh, again, and, and you, you just kind of uh, uh, described uh, what, uh, uh, how she's built upon last season with Alabama, but, uh, what, what did you see from her when she, uh, was in the circle? I just thought her location was pinpoint. She wasn't missing her spots against Italy in particular. She did a great job mixing speeds to set up her rise ball, set up her curveball. So she would throw a little off speed drop to, you know, kind of get the hitter a little off balance and then come back with her 70, 71, rise ball up and away and I think in particular in the Italy game she used that velocity to her advantage you know they had seen um they had seen speed from Monica Abbott uh, in that series but um she was able to just blow it by and overwhelm so many of the hitters that she saw this week and if her location is on point while she's able to do that she is one of the most untouchable pitchers in the entire country. And then you add in a little bit of a mix of speed, whether it be with the changeup or just an off-speed drop, then it becomes a complete guessing game for the hitters. And Italy and Australia, the two teams that she faced, both guessed completely wrong in both contests where she appeared. Great. Always great to have you on, my man, and great update on everything happening with USC softball. Congratulations to them. And congratulations to you on, on what you've done so far in your short career. And uh, really proud of you, my man. Tell your mom and dad hello. Tell everybody hello. And uh, congratulations. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Gray. Gray Robertson joining us. And, again, uh, a guy that uh, has really climbed the ladder at SEC Network and uh, covering women's softball so much more and a uh, good friend of the show. All right, we'll take a break. we got Jim Cavell coming up, influencer. We'll talk about that, NIL, transfer portal, and much, much more. It's a different side of college athletics now than ever before. He's got the inside track. Stay with us on it on the other side. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now. 
now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. And Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C let her out.
have been abandoned in the studio with my uh, precious four-year-old grandchild, Ella Grace. Over there's Logan. He's off camera. But um, I'll be very honest with you. I think there there was food in the lobby. Ella, you, you do realize we're live, right? You understand that? Yeah. Um, welcome back to the Jay Parker Show. I'm Matt Coulter. It's been a really fast-paced show. Maybe uh, Lars and, and Jay just got tired, took a nap. But uh, we just heard from Gray Robertson. Uh, he was doing play-by-play last night for the United States of America's 3-2 to two victory, gold medal victory over Japan. So you got that going. And I was caught a bit off guard here. I want to uh, find you the latest Ella. You are not. You are not going to end up being a, a superstar in broadcasting if you just grab the mic. Okay, that's uh, that's probably not something you should do. Okay, what I was going to look up is uh, the Open is ongoing, and um, other than the fact that uh, Cam Young fired a sixty-four today, the big talk has been, believe it or not. The wardrobe, the attire worn by Justin Thomas. He has on what I would call capri pants. Um, you can see his ankles. And many have told many, not many, but quite a few have said it's the worst outfit in 150 years of the Open. That's saying a whole lot. Um, but uh, he's not playing like an Open champion yet. I think he ended up. <clears throat> right around par. The leader, though, is indeed Cam Young. He is eight under par. Okay, we're back in the studio. Nice hair, man. Thanks, man. You <laughs> yeah, you're live. We're on. All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate the compliment. Yeah, what's the, up, uh, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to be here and uh, love all the love all the memorabilia in here. It's pretty cool. A lot of, a lot of good stuff. It's, it's been all, you been here it's before? all Lars and None of that I can't remember if you've, remember if you've no. been in here before. No, this yeah. is my first time here, and uh, obviously I know each of you different ways yeah. for a long time, so it's good to be back together with you in a group. Well, I don't know. Jim, we're all so proud of you, so proud of uh, you have made uh, Influencer one of the uh, key players in the world of NIL. So just to get started, why don't you just give us uh, give our listeners background on on you and your uh, uh, on the influencer? You've been busy, have you? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you maybe tell uh, for for you Southern listeners, you can tell I, I might have a little bit of a New York accent still, uh, but I'm originally from Syracuse, New York. I came down here to Montevallo to play college baseball 20 years ago. I'm 40, so I've lived half my life in New York, half my life in Alabama, and you can tell I love it here. I stayed. But about uh, seven years ago, um, I was running Iron Tribe Fitness. Me and my business partner were building that. We had our franchise conference going on over here at the Westin in Birmingham, and Greg Sankey um, was walking in with a bunch of athletic directors, and we knew Greg well because he was a member at one, one of our Iron Tribe gyms. He's also from Syracuse and ended up here in Birmingham. So we stick together. We're all part of the, the witness protection program down here. Um, and, uh, and I went up to Greg and I started, Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Um, and he started telling me about the O'Bannon case and my thesis after talking to Greg that first time and having a few coffees with him afterwards was NIL is not a matter of if, but when. And so with that thesis, it took me uh, a year or so to have the, the guts to, to sell 
uh, my portion of Iron Tribe uh, to my wonderful partner, Forrest Walden, and, and go build something new in this space before NIL was even real. And as I visited with schools, especially Kentucky, John Calipari, but other schools, Auburn, UAB, South Carolina, what I realized was there was a need even at that point back in 2016, 2017 to help athletes with social media. And if we could help athletes really by answering their constant questions for content, because they were all asking their coaches, their staffs, hey, can I get pictures? Can I get videos of games, practice, workouts? If we could build a business to help them with that, and we could do that for a few years, earn the trust of the schools by having them pay us on a software contract, when NIL came about, we'd be in a position to help with that too. And so that's what we did. In 2017, the end of the year, I launched Influencer. Um, and, you know, Kentucky, South Carolina, Auburn, UAB, Troy, those were our first five clients that, that paid us, signed a multi-year contract, and trusted us to help just deliver content to their was kids. getting Kentucky the key? I think it was a big key. You know, Dwayne Peavy, who's a Birmingham guy, uh, went to Montevallo before I did. We knew each other through that connection. He worked at the SEC for a few years, um, and, uh, you know, he really got me in with, with UK to, to pitch the idea before I even had the product built. And uh, Coach Cal, if there's anybody to, to launch a, a product that's going to help student-athletes on social media, it's Coach Cal. You know what I mean? Like, he's already got a million followers on social. He's already telling kids, hey, you want to build your brand like a pro just the way you're going to act like a pro as an athlete or, you know, do academics like a pro. We want to help you. And and so, yeah, it was a it was a big key. I mean, I think having Auburn football was big, too. And um, But – you know, we didn't have it right right away. We had to learn a lot, obviously. We had to build the product out. We realized we needed to have an app that delivered that content to the fingertips of the athlete to really get that content used and shared a lot. But after two years, we had 100 schools. We had schools paying for all sports, not just basketball and football. And we built a seven-figure recurring revenue software business. And uh, that got us on the map with Teamworks, who acquired us in October of 19. And um, that not only made a big victory for our investors, for me, our team, but it gave us the structure to keep growing it. And so I stayed on, took a, a significant stake in Teamworks, and I'm still the CEO of Influencer under that board, but we've grown now to more than 220 Division One schools, and we've built new products for NIL. And so now Influencer isn't just the place the athlete's going to get content to share to social media. They can be contacted um, first of all, found by anybody that wants to pay them, a collective, a uh, fan, a business. But then in addition to being found through Influencer, they can be messaged, contracted with, paid, no transaction fees because the school pays us. And then they can manage their whole business. They pay their taxes from an Influencer 1099. So we really are the pipes for NIL now. And it's it's been a lot of fun to kind of evolve with the space because obviously it's new and there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. And we, we get a chance to see it all. And we're trying to help the schools by solving their problems. Yeah, seventy-five uh, or, or over seventy thousand active athletes on the app. Over thirty-five hundred plus schools now on the app. Um, t- talk about the merge with Teamworks and yeah. and what that meant, and other things that are happening around that space of some of the top players. Well, listen, you know, with with Influencer, we built it in Birmingham, and we had you know about eighteen people on our team. Um, we had built a, a really good, as I said earlier, seven figure recurring revenue stream. If you know how software works, uh, you know, you can get a multiple on your top line recurring revenue anywhere from six to 10 X. And, and so a lot of venture capital was coming at us at that time saying, Hey, we want to invest in influencer. And my current seed investors, mostly Birmingham, uh, folks were kind of like, 
geez, we should do this this raise and, and raise a few million bucks and keep growing influencer. But Teamworks already had contracts with just about every major college and half the teams in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, MLS, English Premier League Soccer, Australian Rugby. And they committed to, hey, we'll raise a Series C because we're raising money too. And we'll raise at least $25 million bucks to not just buy Influencer, but to fund its future. And we'll cross-sell Influencer into all these teams that we already serve. And uh, I just felt like that was a, a great de-risk for us because it was going to ensure our success in a lot of ways, but also uh, allow us to take some chips off the table um, and and know, already get a, an early win. And so that's been huge for us. Teamworks is such a structured uh, environment to, to be a part of. And really, I think Teamworks will end up being kind of like the Google suite for sports organizations. We're continuing to acquire other apps like Influencer in different parts of the athlete experience. We just acquired Notemeal, which is what dietitians use to track the food intake of the athletes. There's other you know, products that we're looking to acquire at Teamworks to really have all the apps integrate into one hub for the athlete experience and for teams to know they can operate their teams off of. Well, Jim, uh, I remember coming into your office and you had two employees. And why didn't you ask me to invest back then? A little upset with you right now. Um, but what is the experience like? Uh, let's just, uh, you know, let's say that you were with um, Sarah Ashley, uh, uh, Jay's daughter. Mm-hmm. What would the experience be like for her? And I, I just I'm using her as a representation of uh, sort of all student athletes. Yeah. What is it that you do for the student-athlete? So a school can choose to contract with Influencer, and that contract will be either a three- or five-year commitment where they'll pay us annually for one, two, or all three of our products. And um, it's based on how many sports they have, how many athletes they have. It gets priced out that way. But the starting point is the school contracting with us. Once that happens, um, if they, let's say, buy all three products, uh, that would mean that our team would then come in and do an implementation with the school where not just Sarah, but every student athlete across the board is going to be informed that they can download the influencer app and they'll have a full presentation, sometimes in person, sometimes on zoom that will help them understand what they can now do to access pictures and videos of themselves that they can share to social access metrics to understand their value for everything from autographs to social media endorsements and in between be able to access messaging like an inbox from anybody who wants to pay them and work with them, sign a contract, get paid and connect influencer to their Venmo, their bank account, however they want to get paid and do their taxes. So they get a whole presentation. And then from there, it's up to them to use it. And listen, I'll tell you right now, NIL is a lot harder than most student athletes thought it would be. Right. Um, And I think then everybody thought it would be, I mean, most media folks, no offense, wrote about, Trevor Lawrence and Zion Williamson, when they wrote about NIL, that's like the 1% of the 1%. Like, NIL is like everything else. It's like getting a 4.0. It's like making the team, getting a scholarship. You get out what you put in. It's a business. And, yeah, if you're Bryce Young, you can have an agent help you with all that. But there's very few Bryce Youngs. So, really, it comes down to the athlete not only downloading Influencer and using it, but also doing the things they have to do to grow their NIL value, play well on the field, that helps grow their value. Post a lot on social. That helps grow their value. And then be able to manage offers that come in. Or sometimes athletes will go out and pursue companies through our app. And so the one thing that that, that I didn't say earlier 
the way that um, student athletes are found through influencer is if schools add our exchange product. So, for instance, Auburn just announced the Spirit Exchange. That's a that's a it's an influencer powered product. But you can go to auburntigers.com slash nil and it's a storefront for nil. There, you'll see Auburn this fall when you're at a football game. You'll see that promoted on the jumbotron. It's going to be in every email signature of every staff member. Athletes can have wear a wristband where if somebody asks them about NAL, there's a QR code. This is where you go to find me and work with me, right? So it's one storefront online that we power, and um, this is important because. At the beginning of NIL, a lot of people thought that that would be almost like a felony <laughs> because of state laws, and they don't, the schools didn't want to be too involved. But the reality is, is by doing that, it's opened up, it's opened up collectives and others to get involved directly with the student athlete without the school involved, and that's some cases become a little dangerous. And so now schools like Auburn. Um, there's 42 out of our 220 schools have added this new exchange. I think more than 100 will have it by the end of the year. And it's literally a storefront for anyone who wants to find and pay their athletes to go to to work with them. And they all interface with the athlete through Influencer. All right, let's take a uh, we'll quick, quick break. Come back, Chris Walsh. I know you got uh, some uh, questions. Matt as well. More with Jim Cavell, Influencer. We're talking NIL, Transfer Portal. So much more when it comes to God's athletics. Stay with us as we wrap up hour number two. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon, just a small chance of a shower through the evening hours. Today's high 91, tonight's low 71. For tomorrow, hot, a good supply of sunshine. The chance of a shower stays small, the high at 93. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in as we wrap up our number two, Jim Cavell with Influencer and Studio Influencer Team Works and a ton of other different uh, companies that have combined and merged together to really attack this uh, college market when it comes to telling your story as an athlete and uh, also from the NIL transfer portal to uh, so much more. This is an evolving thing that will continue to evolve. But let's get into NIL real quick. And uh, before we do that, I want to give Christopher Walsh down at BamaCentral.com a chance to ask a question. He was waiting on line, but Chris, go ahead. <laughs> okay, real quick. Uh, I'm going to tee one up for you with a question I think every every Alabama fan wants to know. Is is Alabama as a whole, especially football, where does it compare to the other schools in terms of NIL? Is it behind or is it on, on par with everyone else? Yeah, so I think Alabama is doing a, a really good job of, you know, making sure they're setting up the systems needed 
to uh, to work with their athletes and, and empower their athletes with NIL. Uh, it, it's always tough when you're a premier program like Alabama. Um, it, it, it's tough to be first sometimes in things because of the fact that you want to watch the market, see where it goes. Also, there was a law here in the state of Alabama that really limited how involved uh, the University of Alabama could be, and that law has been repealed. And so I think now, um, you know, under the tremendous leadership of Greg Byrne and the athletic staff, Alabama's putting together what will be one of the best strategies in the country. I, I, I was waiting on Chris. <laughs> no follow-up. Uh, let's go into NIL. So NIL on just the evaluation of an athlete, um, just kind of how that's evolved, where the coaches, you said you met with a, kind of a summit of coaches recently. What's the, the perception out there? Where do they see this thing going? Is it going to go up? Is the market going to adjust, going to come down? And how do you service through the collectives, all the athletes that are on campus? Yeah, so uh, as far as all the athletes on campus and collectives, I, I don't think that's really something that's going to happen. Uh, we just did an NIL summit in Atlanta uh, a few weeks ago. We had 300 student athletes in attendance. And we had some big-time athletes like Hunter Dickinson or Will Levis from Kentucky. And we had athletes who ski at Colorado. You know what I mean? Like all kinds of athletes. And listen, at the end of the day, hardly any athletes even know what a collective is. So there's a whole other NIL happening that's the traditional NIL, right? Like promoting yourself to get deals with companies you can promote, doing autographs, doing appearances, all those types of things. Like that's that's traditional NIL we've seen at the pro level. Because pro athletes all have an agent, they all have a players association, they can do that stuff pretty efficiently. It's harder for college athletes because they not only don't have – a players association, but 99% of I have an agent and they have less time. They have to go to class. So collectives have emerged to make things easier, but really for the top echelon athletes, really to attract them to go play football or basketball or women's basketball at some of these schools. And the reason I think that it's interesting when you bring it all up is because I think that the, the endurance of these dollars collectives are putting into student athletes. I think it's going to, uh, I think it's going to fall off. Like, I think that, like, let's just look, look at the SEC. If there's $120 million, $10 million a school raised by each collective to help attract players, how many schools make the championship? Two. So how does that $100 million feel when it comes to not really making an investment that paid off? Always great to have you in. we got to have you in again because we're right up against the We didn't the break. get to talk about the Battle of the Ravine. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you got to come back soon and stay with us for the full two hours or at least an hour. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. we got yeah, a lot no of doubt. questions. No Jim doubt. Cavell, influencer, doing a great job. Great friend, great friend of the show. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow for the front. Hi, this is Wes McClellan.